Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, if you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program, the B2B Incubator. It's built for small, in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the B2B Incubator and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching at the end of May, 2024. Remember, the B2B Incubator, apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B marketing managers, CMOs, marketers in demand generals, content leads, and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategies that they've created. Some are now even contributing as much as 80% of the pipeline to their business after working through it. Make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the B2B Playbook Podcast. Each week, we discuss strategies and tactics to help B2B businesses grow online. We're your hosts, Kevin and George, a couple of digital marketing professionals. We've waded through the noise and made the mistakes so you don't have to. The B2B world has changed and you need to put your customers at the heart of your marketing. We'll cover how you can use our framework, the five Bs, to create a brand that customers are ready to buy from, love and advocate for. We'll get insights from successful people in the industry and cover the latest trends to keep you on the cutting edge of the B2B world. If you're interested in B2B marketing strategies and tactics that work, then this podcast is for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer. Welcome back to the B2B Playbook. Listeners, this is the B2B Playbook podcast where Kevin and I are sharing our 5 base framework for demand generation. In particular, we really show you how to create demand, Kev, because there's not a lot of people out there telling you how to do that step by step. But today, we are talking about how the paid media landscape is shifting and what we think you should do about it as a B2B marketer to not just keep afloat of these changes, but to really let your business thrive. Kev, What's the context of what we're talking about today? Well, George, we're in B, the best, the fifth and final B of our framework and the fifth season of the podcast. So far in the framework, we talked about be ready, be helpful, be seen, be better. And now we're talking about be the best. And the context for this episode is another topical theme that we want to delve into to show you how to apply the five B's framework for yourself when these macro changes happen within the space that you operate. Now, this season is all about all the things that will make you and your marketing stay evergreen and continue to be leaders in your industry. In doing so, we hope that you start to gain those continued improvements from the framework by making it your own. And this is one example of how you can do that. We're showing you by example of looking at one of these macro trends, which is how the paid media landscape is shifting so that you can start to apply the framework for yourself. So let's get into it. First, in talking about the paid media landscape and how marketers need to use it to thrive in their business, we'll go through the context of what changes we're referring to, and then we'll look at how you can adapt and thrive with those changes by using the 5Bs framework applied to this particular circumstance. So let's get into the context. 
Anyone in the marketing industry will know that there's been significant changes due to privacy policies that have come into effect in the recent years. Starting a few years back now, Apple's move to limit a lot of the tracking in the name of privacy has had massive disruptions on the paid media landscape. And that was followed by a lot of impact from the GDPR changes in Europe as well. So effectively, the digital marketing industry now is moving very quickly away from all the third-party tracking that really was the foundation of a lot of its measurement, really for the better part of the last two decades. And that means more control for consumers over their online data for use in those advertising purposes in particular. As such, most of the paid platforms like Meta and Google have changed their ability to track consumer behavior online. And this has in particular resulted in widespread reports of reduced digital paid media efficiency because you're just not getting as much data or as accurate data as you were before. And this is particularly pronounced on the Meta platforms. We also know that the recent changes at X, formerly known as Twitter, has at the time of recording, at least significantly disrupted the effectiveness of advertising there. The space is just a bit more of a Wild West scenario, brand reputations and where ads are placed becoming key concerns as they were a while back on Meta before they tightened a lot of that up. And on top of that, there's been a drift towards short form content as well. With the growth of TikTok, a lot of other platforms are following suit, offering very similar products so this trend seems to be plateauing a little bit recently and channels like youtube less heavily pushing their version of such short form content like shorts or at least linking back to some of the value in the longer form content from those short form content and one more thing just to top it all off there's been a huge disruption in recent months and the last year and we're yet to see that full impact from the growth of ai and how that will impact the paid media space as well in particular with things like search ads where traditional results are now being shown more and more alongside and mixed in with sge which is search generative experience on google and microsoft search ads obviously have their own version of it with the introduction of chat gpt and not to mention that there's obviously a huge impact that's going to have on the production of advertising assets and content and managing all that to boot. It's important to note though, obviously, that AI's impact probably has been in the works for some time in the paid media space. And actually, that's a market that's probably seen some of that a lot earlier. We've had smart bidding, we've had AI-based or machine-based and machine learning-based bidding in those paid channels for a while now. And it's interesting to see it now filter out broader into that space and into the general industry a lot of changes in the digital marketing space recently yeah we got exposed to google's ai super early on kevin you now we were running accounts that were spending millions of dollars and of course google smart bidding came out we got early access to it and we were able to really test it out and a lot of it uses i guess the foundations of ai that so many applications are using and leveraging today as well so it was very cool to see that Kevin, it's the perfect storm for these media platforms. Yes, on the one hand, they're using or losing that ability to provide transparency over whether a click on their platform led to a sale or review led to a sale. But you know what? People still have their budgets. They still want to spend it. And that become a little bit more blurry for them, which I would say plays into their hands a bit more. Spend a little bit more if you're not sure about the results. Where else are you going to put the money? 
And a lot of marketers, a lot of brands are too lazy to think about how can we spend this more efficiently. And so they do, they just cop the additional uh, or the loss in efficiency and they just keep uh, putting their money into these platforms. Combine that, Kevin, with the platforms making it easier and easier for anyone to advertise on these platforms. Like you don't have to have a strong performance marketing background to get something up and running. It means that there's increased competition, right? If there's more marketers spending more dollars on their platform, we're all competing with the same number of eyeballs. Guess what? The cost for that person's attention goes up. And who wins there? The advertisers. So a pretty good time to be an advertiser, Kevin. Definitely, George. It's a Wild West scenario. It's a lot of disruption. It's a lot of new processes and best practices being built from the ground up with all these changes in place. But what we encourage you listeners to do as marketing professionals, whether you're seasoned, whether you're just getting into it, is to dig a little deeper and try and think about how does that play out? How do some of these changes play out? How does the framework you have in mind for how marketing works sit in with this? How do we need to augment that overall picture and framework we have about how these things come together? Well, let's have a look at what these changes mean. Anecdotally, We know that there's been a shift away from Meta and X, formerly Twitter, when it comes to advertising. A lot of those advertising dollars actually moved away and into Google search, which appeared to survive those initial privacy changes a bit better. And that's just because search is fundamentally driven by high intent people plugging in a search term or keywords. They give you the intent, they show you what they're looking for. So it's a little different from those social platforms where you're showing ads based on interest and behavioral signals, which those platforms are now getting less of when it comes to privacy changes coming into effect. So people are going towards things that are a bit more sure, Google search. And that shift has remained relatively strong in the face of AI disruption so far across the paid media landscape. But We'll have to see how that changes going forward. Our suspicion is that it won't too much. Up until now, the bidding methods, uh, all the machine learning side of things that have impacted the running side of Google Ads has just seen more investment, more competition, and increased activity. You know, it's more black box, so you need the experience of digital marketing experts, of advertisers, uh, people in the industry to really understand what are the trends they're seeing, what techniques are working, what techniques are not how to use some of these tools, things like how much data to put in, what kind of data to put in, the quality of data needed to really get these tools working. That's been happening for a while, so we don't see that really changing. And in fact, our suspicion is that with CGE and with ChatGPT and BARD coming out, there won't be a significant impact on revenue for Google and Microsoft either. And that's purely because, part of it is because people will tend to gravitate towards the same stuff they've been using for a while. There's there's going to be quite a bit of inertia before they change their online behavior. But the other side is once they do start to change, you can bet your dollar that Google is going to change with them. They will incorporate more of those automated results into their pages as they're starting to do. They will add options in those new experiences as well to maintain that revenue because that's how they make their money. And if they're going to change their platform, that they're going to change their user experience, they're going to change it in a way that they can still put ads in there somehow, they can still drive revenue, and that means driving revenue for the advertisers advertising on their platform as well. 
So we don't think there's going to be a big shift there. The technology is just going to change. How it's going to look might change, but we'll just need to keep up with the new ways of advertising in those platforms. One change that has happened is there's definitely a growth towards video content. So because of that shift towards how users are preferring to consume their content in the digital media space, there's definitely a shift to follow that into video content. It's a bit easier to digest. People like to consume shorter forms of that video content. So that's a trend that's definitely going to keep growing. But at the same time, we wouldn't write off the networks like Meta and X either. Meta in particular is still a very effective revenue driver for a lot of businesses who use it right. If they can sort out some of their customer support problems, I think they'll continue to be a big force in the advertising space online. And so people will continue to advertise with them, particularly very big businesses. They will always provide a good source of revenue for Meta just because there's no real better alternative in the social media space to reach as broad an audience to reach that sort of demographic they have the users for the time being and that means advertising dollars will continue to flow into those platforms but the most important thing to note here after looking at all those particular changes and realized changes is that it's not actually that important to look at exactly how different channels and digital paid media channels are changing the more important thing is to look at what the users are doing because it's the users that are dictating the eventual change in the advertising trends and therein lies the key follow your users follow your audiences follow their behavior patterns whether that's talking to them whether that's observing how they're behaving that is what will keep you ahead of the curve because you can just follow them into the space and the content form that they're interested that they're choosing to consume information through you don't need to worry about what the latest trends are, what the latest platforms are, what the latest tools on those platforms are for advertising because you already know to look for them and probably are already looking to use them if you follow your audiences well enough. All right, folks, quick breather here. In my time in B2B marketing, generally I've come to realize that there are just certain tools that can be an absolute game changer. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about Leadfeeder. Uh, it's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads and opportunities for your business. Leadfeeder shows you which companies are checking out your site, tracking their behavior, and it integrates all of this with your CRM. And the result is it's basically like a secret weapon for targeted lead engagement, and it really makes it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com, give it a free demo, and you'll also get a free extended premium trial when you let the rep know that you found out about Leadfeeder through the B2B Playbook podcast. That's leadfeeder.com. Okay, check it out. Back to the show. Sage advice, Kevin, follow your audience. Just make sure you talk to them, understand where it is that they're hanging out, understand what's important to them and just do those things. B2B marketing doesn't have to be super complex. You don't have to be on the cutting edge of every platform. Just do what your audience needs. Kev, you know, if marketers are losing ROI on platforms like Meta, because, you know, maybe a targeting option has been removed. Sure, you want to keep testing. You want to try and make that platform work for you. Maybe you've got to look at some data enrichment to get that working again for you. But look at how else could you use that budget? Would it make sense for you to target like a very specific magazine or trade publication that they read? 
Does it make sense to use that money to sponsor one of your clients to do something or put on an event or something to get them in the room? Just think about how else you can use that money. Sometimes we try and take the path of least resistance because we all have such busy lives as marketers, but just ask the customers, ask your best customers, where is it that you hang out online and offline? Who influences your buying decisions? Where do you get your industry information from? And they'll basically just tell you where you need to go and spend your money on advertising. That's exactly right, listeners. Follow your dream customers, follow their patterns of behavior. And that is what we'd like to leave you with, is the reminder to focus back in on the framework. The marketing principles on which it's based are evergreen. No matter what these shifts are in the paid media landscape, it's all still following your dream customers and their behaviors as well. So if you follow your dream customers, if you continue to follow them and go back through the framework and make sure that you're talking to them, you're getting that information about where they're going, that will dictate how you best invest uh, your money on advertising. And this is just another example of how you can use and apply the framework to keep abreast of industry changes, topical themes or trends. It doesn't matter what new channels, what new challenges are thrown at you in the market follow your audience, be helpful to them in the same channels that they're on, that they're going to, and that ones that they want to be on, and you'll continue to be an industry leader. Absolutely, Kevin. Look, I don't know if this is the answer that our listeners wanted to hear, but just go back to the framework. There's no magic tricks. You can't pull a rabbit out of a hat. Go back to the framework, listen to your dream customers, and just do what they tell you. It honestly makes your life a lot easier. Okay, the key takeaways. First, there's been a lot of changes in the paid media landscape in the last little while. From the growth of short-form video content to a resurgence in the importance of paid search ads. In order to keep abreast of such changes and adapt and thrive, make sure you continue to follow those dream customers and be helpful to them wherever they are, online or offline. And finally, you're going to be able to do this if you just keep applying our 5Bs framework, which we share step-by-step step here on our podcast. In particular, the concepts of the circular framework that we've spoken about in this season. This is going to help you continue to be a marketing leader. Thank you for those great takeaways, George. Listeners, you can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes. And each week, we're so grateful that more and more marketers tune in each Monday to check out the show. If we can ask one thing, it would be to please pass on the show to someone that you think would get value from it. Also, check us out on YouTube. It's an amazing help to us, and we really, really appreciate it. Thank you, George. Thank you, listeners, and see you all next week. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, listeners. Take care. Catch you next week. A quick note before you go, listeners. You can find more great content and get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there to get the latest news, tips, and resources from our playbook. We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode next week. Thanks for tuning in to the B2B Playbook. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.